listening to Friar Side Chats, and I'm your host, Emma Miller, here with a super special guest, um, and Father Mike, of course. I'm not, I'm not the special guest anymore. I, He's no, the you super are... special part <laughs> yes. of That's right. the guest, believe me. Yes, you just heard our super special guest is Coach Cutcliffe. We are so excited to have you on the show. I can't believe we're like 18 episodes in or something, and you we, we're just now getting you. What have we been doing? We, we went to all the top tier uh, folks on the campus, and now we finally, after 18, we finally got you. I got you. Get down to athletics. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> at Duke, you better start in academia. Exactly. So exactly. now here we go into athletics. Actually, Coach, you, uh, you we have not had many guests, and so uh, you should feel honored. Yes. Uh, certainly, we feel honored to be with you, and no, and especially. Uh, it's a busy week. Game weeks are always busy, uh, even though we're recording this a few weeks uh, earlier than we publish it. But uh, knowing that, that you got a lot of game planning going on, that you took some time to be with us and to mm-hmm. be with all of our listeners, uh, that means a lot to us, right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very excited. Actually, on our way over here, we also bumped into a student. We told him who we were coming to record with, and he was super pumped. So I think this is going to be... It's going to be awesome. I mean, we'll go from 3,000 listeners to 60,000 <laughs> listeners yeah, like we'll that. See. We, we will yeah. see. But, you know, both of you know how important the Duke Catholic Center is mm-hmm. to myself, my family. Um, you guys have been such an inspiration and a difference maker on this campus. So mm-hmm. those that are young students that are happen to catch this and listening need to understand the opportunities sure. that exist. Here. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, we're blessed to have you guys, uh, and you've been such a, a vital community member for us. It's uh, it's been a difference maker for us, so we're blessed. God's good to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been at multiple universities before, so like we certainly take that as high praise too. That sure. you you like what we're doing here. Um, so actually, both of you guys, I want to start out with you know just kind of the college sports experience or you both in your own way play college sports right coach I did a coach has a um, you know in comparison to my college playing career his is a little different I mean I played division six seminary level <laughs> basketball <laughs> and he played division one college football so and I'm sure I'm sure it's very very similar my college athletic experience in yours. I think yours was probably more competitive. <laughs> Do they even have fouls? In oh, that? believe me, it was a lot of, uh, you know, airing of aggression. That was a good way to get your, <laughs> get your aggression out. Get the so, devil out of That's it. correct. That's I correct. I could box out with my elbows with the best <laughs> of them. So. I like that. Yeah, um, but you know, so you did play college ba- or college football, excuse me, at Alabama. Yeah, I was at Alabama in the Coach Bryant era, which was amazingly mm. special for a young guy that wanted to coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up being injured, so I ended up spending more time learning from him. It was probably uh, the greatest gift. You know, mm-hmm. God has different plans sure. for all of us. Yeah. I don't mean this arrogantly, but I know without a question that I do what I should be doing for a living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I don't mean this in any way, it's every much as a vocation is what Father Mike sure. has. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's a different path, mm-hmm. but it's a vocation. So I think that set me off on that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, what it, What are some of like the highlights of, you know, what you're doing? It's your vocation. A vocation is never all sunshine and rainbows. So what are like the best parts of it and what are some of the more challenging parts and how do you bring 
your faith in Jesus into those moments? I think that the, without question, the best part of it mm -hmm. are the relationships with young men. Mm -hmm. These go back now 42 years. So we're talking about wow. guys I coached that have grandchildren. Right. Right. Uh, I have the opportunity to talk with a lot of them. I got a nice message last night. They remember lessons right. Uh, right. that you say. Um, and I've always bothered to put our faith mm -hmm. on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone didn't like that, and not in an overbearing way, but if they don't like that, they, they, they had a choice or they still have a choice. Sure. They don't have to be there. Yeah. And I think all of us realize in that, that walk called life that it all starts there. We have a saying here, faith, mm -hmm. family, their futures, and then football. Mm -hmm. And so we've been able to win a lot of football games uh, by doing it that way, mm -hmm. and we're not going to change. And mm -hmm. so uh, when, when we have a chance to talk about decisions they need to make spiritually, we don't hesitate. Right. Yeah. Coach, you know, those, the high points of those relationships, um, and you've had some you know, excellent relationships over all of those years with some very high-profile folks as well as one of the things that always impresses me about you is that um, you walk past, you know, the, you know, the the cleaning staff and know them by name, you know. So there's nobody that, you mm -hmm. know, doesn't come outside your purview that you don't take personal interest in. But I, I also got to believe, sort of, on that flip side, that probably as much as those relationships have made some of the high points of your career, how has your faith impacted some of those more difficult moments? And I. I mean, I've been blessed to be able to be around this program the last eight years, and I've been in that locker room after tough losses or poor performances, and I'm sure that's part of it, but I, I have a sense from you that there might be some other dimensions of, of your coaching career where that, that those tough times and what your faith has done in those tough, tough times have been pretty, uh, pretty critical. Well, that's intuitive because there's been a lot of walks off of game fields to locker rooms where they were completely filled with prayer. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, that I knew the moment was bigger than me. Right. Um, and all I could do was just pray for the right words. Right. Um, I think that more often than not, you, you get those mm -hmm. in those moments. If your your faith is strong enough, I've had uh, as crazy as this sounds, I've put mustard seeds, mustard seeds in my pocket uh, <laughs> before, you know, trying to remind myself to, to have faith. And, um, you know, we, we've done that a few times with the players, handing sure. them out. But the other one is this. Um, there's nothing harder than to see young people fail. Mm. Right. And if I had to, to, to take a, a moment to say, what, where have I called on uh, my faith, my, my Catholic upbringing? It's been in the discipline area. It's mm -hmm. been in the dismissal area. You don't ever want to do that angry. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that to where it, it defines that person. Sure, sure. It, it defines their career here because it no longer exists. Right. And I make sure of that, but that, mm. that, that, you can't have that conversation without a lot of prayerful mm -hmm. time. And I get emotional thinking about those things, mm -hmm. even right now, because you don't know the end result of that. When you, what you're doing is altering a path of sure. life. Mm -hmm. sure. uh, we altered them 
to get them here. Right. And then you're sitting there telling them essentially you can't stay here. Right. Yeah. So um, I have, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything I do that I don't pray or call on my faith mm. or I don't listen to a homily on Sunday and apply it in a meeting. Um, you know, I'm not going to get on this bandwagon, but I tell people this. I, I'm not a, I hear people say they're plenty spiritual enough. They don't need religion or they don't need church. Sure. I need church. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the inspiration that I get every Sunday mm. will, will carry me through uh, so many tough and difficult tasks. If I'm a student, I don't know how you do it. If I'm a person working in a bank, but certainly as a person that works with young people, whether you're a professor or a coach, I don't know how you would do it otherwise. Mm -hmm. right. At the same time, you know, I think um, when you have that eye of faith, you get the blessing of seeing, I mean, think of all of the interactions that you've had with players over the years, or even players on your team right now, where you see them grow in the Lord in a special way, and it's just, uh, it, it's, it's powerful to be able to share that Whereas maybe in some other settings, you know, you, you don't get to do that. But because faith is a priority that you've made a priority in this program, you know, your players feel free to be able to share that mm -hmm. growth with you when, when that's, you know, something that a good thing that they're going through that way, right? Absolutely. They're proud sure. of it. Yeah. And they stand up and do our Friday night right. chapel. Right. Uh, they stand at a meal and bless the food or right. they pray in any circumstance and it's amazing it's an amazing time and, and to be honest with you when you're going through this with the right outlook I've had a lot of players that have grown my faith right hmm. it's not a one-way study yeah, sure I've learned and I've listened and I've seen the young men that really were mm -hmm prayerful and spiritual mm -hmm. and you feel it in their presence and it grows you I, I tell you even a better one is to see coaches right. change yeah. and grow yeah. mm -hmm. that's extreme because you know they're going to have a chance to affect hundreds and hundreds right. and hundreds right. of right. other right. you know I mean we actually have three coaches that were here on our staff that are head coaches Right. at other institutions. Now. Sure. That makes me feel good. Sure it does. Mm -hmm. And I, I think the fact that you've risked allowing your coaching staff and your players and the community to know that your faith is important to you and you're willing to share it rather than saying, oh, that's something I keep private to myself. Because you're willing to share it, you're also the beneficiary, as you just said, of being able to grow from the faith shared by others. And so I think that's the heart of the church. You know, you said you need, we all need church. I mean, mm -hmm. when we think of church as the people of God coming together to share faith, um, I, I think team sports allow for that to be lived in sort of a microcosm um, in a special way. And, and your career in, in football has uh, borne fruit, uh, not only in your spiritual life, but also in the life of the sport as you've been able to, you know, uh, mm -hmm. play it and coach it at the, at the highest levels. And, mm -hmm. and, and so there is a corollary, I think, between, you know, um, being able to play well when you live well, you know, and so living fully well, you're going to, you know, th those wins are going to come as well. I, I believe that. And I, I have a little talk I give our staff at some point yearly that 
to remember that you're you're a public person in, in our world. You, sure. This is at the highest level. Right Power here. five football. So your public life will, will ultimately be bled into by your private life and right. thoughts. We see it all the time where we gasp. Right. You know? Right. And it's a great reminder because if there's peace there privately, you will be a hundred times better. Yeah. And, you know, you, you could take a multitude of, of professional athletes when that moment of truth comes. Right. We all pick up the, and oh my gosh, we can't believe this. Right. And then their entire performance level changed sure. from that point. Sure. And, you know, I'm not going to use any names, I'm not going <laughs> to pick on anyone. But, I, and as talk with the coaches, I talk about that all the time. But, you know, live well. Coach well, will play well, yeah. uh, and that's that's that's, that's the best thing to do. It right. is right, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I still keep thinking about um, how how you put your faith and, and faith in general in front of your players so much. And you you spoke of was it family? What were the three future their future and then football? Yeah, and football. football. But, but it becomes foolishness is way down the line. <laughs> foolishness uh, is with many the F's down the line. Yeah. But we, 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 those other three go in front of football. Yeah, and I can like I can see it looking around your office. Like it's so clear how central it is to what you do. You've got a Galatians quote on your board. You've got a rock with a cross right next to your computer. Like you literally can't miss it. Um, I think that's a really incredible witness in lots of small ways. And you said that players have transformed some of like your own spiritual growth. Like, can you can you think of any ways your faith journey has evolved? over your whole coaching career? Like, how has it grown or changed? Well, can I just interject here? I'd, I'd like sure. you to go back even farther. Um, uh, I'd like you to talk a little bit about your mom. Yeah. You oh, know, I, I don't know anything about oh, your mom. Well, she, Ooh, Emma, Emma would enjoy <laughs> Francis Cutcliffe. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my mother was a converted Catholic. Mm. Uh, my dad, uh, born Catholic in a long line of Catholics, but my mother was a country lady that went to school till she was in the eighth grade, married young, six kids. Uh, my dad wrecked our car and lost his life. She lost oh. a son. My brother uh, was killed when, when he was seven. And I learned faith from my mother. Wow. I learned um, poise and maturity all through faith. You know, we can all talk about being tough. Yeah. Well, what what is tough? Right. You know, mm -hmm. Frances Cutcliffe is the toughest person mm -hmm. I will ever know. She wouldn't beat anybody up in a fight. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. But um, I think I realized as a young man that I could be as as fearless and as tough as anyone because of my faith, mm -hmm. and right. she made sure that we understood that. And so that foundation mm -hmm. is, is there not only for myself but for um, my siblings. And then you, you brought up something, you know, just about over time mm -hmm. what it does. Um, so I'm a young single coach, and you're, you're working your way through that. You're not as influential to the big group as you are to a small group. Mm -hmm. But I, I've talked with many of those guys, and, you know, by, by just being faithful, just by going to church consistently. They see you at church. Mm -hmm. They figure this guy may be a little different, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you get married and you have your own children 
And uh, that's where faith grows. You Ultimately, every student here is going to move forward some way in their life. Their family will grow with whatever form or fashion it does. Mm -hmm. So when that happens, if you have made it a habit, if yeah. you've prepared yourself like Francis did me, and sure. um, when I went to the University of Alabama, I went to church, you right. know, right. Um, you, you will reap the benefits. It's not only been me, it's been Karen. It's been Chris, Katie, uh, certainly Emily, and then Marcus sure. as well, who Father Mike knows, our adopted son. So it's, um, it all relates to the football. Your family lives this football, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's not ever been a burden to our family mm -hmm. because of our faith. Now my son, our son, is a head high school coach in Mississippi. Wow. Right. And I struggle. I can't even listen to those <laughs> games. But he is so faith-filled wow. and so calm and so, so sure mm -hmm. of the way he's doing things. He's the father of four boys. Right. Uh, four how little cool, boys. You little boys. <laughs> but how cool is that? Sure. That he is the father of four little boys and then coaches these big boys in that uh, school at Oxford High School. So... It, it it through these years learning growing mm -hmm. uh, you know not putting football first mm -hmm. I think it's what's allowed us to stay in this sure yeah. otherwise the wheels are going to come off mm -hmm. in sport multitudes of times sure. really they sure. are uh, but if you put your faith first your spirituality yeah. first then you have a chance to, to understand that I'm doing the right things mm -hmm. every single right. day. I'm getting better every day. I certainly intend for everyone else around us to get better every yeah. day. You know, it's interesting you say that, you know, having those priorities takes you through um, in a career like yours. Um, you know, rare is the coach who's able to go out on a high note, you know, and you've, you've uh, I, I'll never forget when I first met you, one of the early conversations that we had, you said, uh, you let me know that uh, you were SEC coach of the year one year and you were fired the next. You know what I mean? So how quickly fortunes in athletics uh, come and go, but um, something that is uh, far more stable, rock solid, is Christ walking with you mm -hmm. in the midst of all that. And when that's your primary focus, you can take those, uh, those accolades and realize them in perspective, and you can take the, the hardest moments and you can realize them in perspective. Well, because of marketing, I'll tell you what we tell our players, and I do this with myself. We use the term brand. Mm -hmm. You could also just use the term defining. Mm -hmm. So what I do is coach football at a major college level. That does not define me. Right. Mm -hmm. Amen. We have students here that are engineering students. They're going to be doctors. I certainly hope they don't let that define right. who they are. Mm -hmm. uh, if if it's not centered around Jesus Christ, if it's not cultivated there all along the way, there there will be more wrecks than you can You're imagine. So right. Mm -hmm. So. Right. so you know, I ask our players all the time, tell me what your values are, mm -hmm. and I'm tell me what defines you. Mm -hmm. What do you think defines you? Not that you're a great left tackle, I hope, or that you had 60 catches last year. And I've, I've been, I've had these conversations with Peyton and Eli. Mm -hmm. 
And um, you know, those are the two of the the more Not to famous. Not any names or anything. Well, I mean, you, 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 see, you know them. I have, I have, I got to uh, meet them. But you know, they come back regularly, mm-hmm. and I think probably I'm a little bit of their swing coach outside of their dad, and <laughs> so we can have these kind of conversations sure. where they don't have them with someone else. Yeah. And I think they've done a pretty good job of being something besides NFL quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And both of them, number one, are great husbands and great dads. Right. Right. That's a pretty good definition. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, I really like this. I this is just such an awesome conversation. I want to keep going and ask you about like, what was your college faith like? But well, we'll, we'll have to come back to that in a That's future right. podcast. Um, but I, I really do like this note that we've ended on, that especially, you know, Duke students are striving to be the best of the best. And clearly like you, you are there, like you're college coach at an amazing football program. You've coached like, you know, Super Bowl winners, no big deal. And like you did it all putting your faith first, which sounds so counter to what Duke says. Right. Put your career first, put this first. Like putting Christ first is is really It's the only way. It's the only way. Yeah. And it's it's where they better be defined. Yeah. And I would tell every one of them face to face. I wish I could talk to every Duke student <laughs> sure. face to face. I don't get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I do our players. But they, they need to listen closely yeah. to this and understand the value in it for them. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, what defines you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you so much, Thank Coach. You, Coach. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. It's, it's been, been fun. You. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you all, our listeners, for joining us for another great episode of Friarside Chats. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we clearly we have. have. Please email us anytime with your thoughts, any questions you might have, or suggestions for future episodes. You can email me directly at erm13 at duke.edu. For more information about the ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit us at catholic.duke.edu. Friarside Chats is supported by many generous donors, students, parents, alumni, and friends of Duke just like you. To learn how you can support Friarside Chats or any other ministry of the Duke Catholic Center, visit catholic.duke.edu backslash support. Thanks so much. See you guys next time on Friarside Chats. <laughs>